This is a podcast about all things St. Pete, hosted by the one and only St. Pete is Super Cool. As always, this is Sadabe, and today I'm with Julie, a local artist in St. Pete. How are you today? I'm doing well, thanks. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. Um, So did you always want to be an artist? No. um, I was always a creative person. I grew up um, as a doing ballet I wanted to be a ballerina cool and I spent a lot of time dancing in New York City and San Francisco and Chicago and then um, towards the end of uh, high school I had to make a decision whether to drop out of high school or can and be a professional ballerina or get into uh, a college education and this is back in the stone age where there wasn't an option for online high school so my peers they literally dropped out and um did high school through the mail through correspondence so a teacher would mail you a pack of papers and you'd spend your day dancing and doing your schoolwork and um, send it back through through the mail and they, they graduated from high school and became great professional ballerinas but uh, I wasn't convinced that was the right path for me and so I took the a different route and went to college and uh, got a undergraduate degree in computer science and went to work for Exxon as a systems analyst for their gas systems and spent a long time of my career in um, IT and project management. Uh, I ended up getting in a, going back to UF for an MBA and then actually in December just finished a second master's degree in cybersecurity. Holy moly! Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, um, in the meantime I always dabbled in art and I had two kids and did some art with them and like most parents do and but it was more crafty and I would draw but drew princesses mm-hmm. and kind of characters and things nothing like you are at nothing this like this. yeah no and then um this is probably the long version of the story but you might want to edit this <laughs> yeah no this is great but then um at one point I don't know I guess it was 10 years ago I went to um, painting with the twist in Tampa. That place is awesome. Yeah, and um, you know they—I wouldn't say that they teach you how to paint, but they—or they didn't teach me, but they gave me the courage to paint. And I learned how to blend colors and how that acrylics were kind of forgiving. Yeah. Because if you—if I screwed up, they were like, "Oh, just wait till it dries. Get the hair dryer on it, and then paint over it." And so it—it kind of gave me the courage. And then you know, at, at Michaels, you can pick up cheap art supplies and it's not much of a commitment and so i started painting then yeah and then set it aside uh but always loved it and then now that my kids are a little bit older uh, i took the the paints out again and this started happening nice yeah and uh it it's it worked and at, at one point i had uh i started accumulating a lot of paintings and i was like i gotta do, do something, something with, with this because i I, otherwise I can't paint anymore yeah you, know, I have to, I you have to figure something out it's like it's crazy to me because usually like you know when I talk to a lot of other artists they're like yeah like I always knew I wanted to do art and, but then there's some artists who are they're just kind of like well no like you know I liked it but I didn't think I was going to be an artist at any point yeah I, I mean I always loved art and if uh if I had the courage to choose that as a career uh, from the from the start, I probably would have. Okay. But I was so like money driven mm-hmm. that I wanted to make sure that I could have a, st- a stable career that paid the bills. I mean, I went to work for Exxon. I mean, yeah. I kind of explains you know, it that, there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
But I mean, it's cool because like it's very like left brain and right brain right. almost. Like you have like this very very like techie side, but then you also are like creating really really awesome amazing pieces of art. Thank you. So creatives can do it both. Thank you. Left and right brains. What has been your favorite project so far that you've done? Um, I think my favorite is is actually a very recent one. Um, I did uh, the Atelier de Soci hosted me as a artist there for a show a couple of months ago, which was fantastic. And I um, I met Megan and Bruce um, and Erica. And uh, towards the end of my show there, Bruce brought me a piece of metal, rusty metal, and said, "Hey, you think you can paint something on this?" I was like, "I don't know." And uh, uh, I actually I sold it, but I still have one piece out there in the hallway I can show you. Uh, but it was uh, rusty metal, and uh, I liked that it was this, this challenge, because when you put paint on, a, on canvas, in general, it sticks. But when you put paint on metal, it just runs down. And so that was a challenge. And then the, uh, I thought the rust on the metal was so mm-hmm. beautiful that I didn't want to paint over it. I sort of wanted to shape you things around, around it. it. Yeah, so um, I put the... The, the metal on the ground and painted it hovering over it. I painted the whole thing. Um, and then the other funny thing about it was uh, when with acrylics, as I said earlier, when it dries, you just paint over it. Well, that's not true with metal. So I had to make sure that I was either doing something right or I uh, could hose it down and wipe it off immediately once I knew I messed it okay. up. Okay. Because what does like just like really kind of get in the metal and then it's just. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't flow, and mm-hmm. um, and then I didn't want to end up covering up the rust because the rust was so yeah. pretty. Uh, but the I just I enjoyed the the story that that Bruce gave was generous enough to give me that mm-hmm. and the the challenge of doing it because it's so different than the canvas. And I am in love with the way the pieces turned out. Nice. You think we're gonna see some more uh, rusted metal pieces from you? I think so. Yeah. Nice. Um, I, I I'm working on it. They asked me for dimensions, and I said, I don't know. Just whatever you just got. Whatever I'll take it. on the canvas. Yeah. Because I don't really know what I'm going to do with it until I see it. Yeah. It's it's so crazy because, like, even, like, myself, like, when I think, like, oh, I just want to try this, like, one this one project. Let's see how it works. Then I'm like, oh, this did not. Like, stencils. I thought it would be so easy to just, like, paint with stencils, and it's really not <laughs> at all. It's actually a whole, it's a whole process that you have to do, and I just wasn't. I was not prepared at all, but I'm going to get it because it's the only way to like make stuff come out look nice because I can't paint otherwise. <laughs> so I noticed you paint a lot of like women. Women seem to be your main muses. Why women? Um, well, I just think women are more beautiful. They're, they have better curves and shapes, and to me they're more sensual. Mm-hmm. And uh, more than just women, I, I try to paint with a lot of emotion of mm-hmm. what I'm feeling. And so um, it, you know, kind of every painting is sort of a piece of me. Um, and it ends up mostly being a woman. Some of them are a little bit more abstract, like this one over here with, uh, in the middle on the bottom. Mm-hmm. I painted that whole thing with my finger, with my oh, index wow. finger. And I get a lot of people that look at that and see a man and then other people that look at it and see a woman, but what I, I when I look at it, I just see the emotion. Okay, 
you know what's really funny is like i initially saw like a man and then when i looked at it again i was like oh that's a nice woman Mm -hmm. you know i really enjoyed that the one piece that you did you took a picture of it's the really big one Mm -hmm. and i commented on there i was like it looks like a woman like just dancing with her Mm -hmm. hands in the air Mm -hmm. so it's interesting that you say like you put a little piece of yourself in every painting Mm -hmm. you know because like that one really did look like she was just dancing with her hands (laughs) in the air no care in the world (laughs) um i just i really liked that one a lot thank you thanks so would you say then like acrylic is like your favorite like art medium to use to create your pieces? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, um, I, you know, if I was a professionally trained artist, I may have another favorite. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I, I know a lot of people that swear by oils and how wonderful they are and how they blend. And, you know, if I went to art school and had the chance to experiment with all these different things without having to commit to buying all those materials just mm-hmm. to try it, yeah, maybe I would be doing something totally different. But you know, I like the way acrylics work. Um, I'm happy with the results. And when I think about oils, I think about how am I going <laughs> to how am I going to clean these brushes? Like I clean enough stuff, <laughs> but to, to clean up the materials, uh, it just seems I don't know. I wonder if it's easier to clean the brushes after you've done an oil painting or an acrylic painting. Well, with the acrylics, you just take them over to the sink and you wash it in the water. But uh-huh. with the acrylics, you need solvents, and you can't just yeah. Yeah, you'll destroy things. It's a little bit more. Maybe that's why my brushes are all messed up. (laughs) (laughs) The things you learn when you when you talk with like actual artists who know what they're doing, and I'm just kind of like, well, maybe that's why all my stuff is messed up. (laughs) Um, Because like like I just like kind of like rinse them out and like you know, but sometimes they get all like. Yeah, I don't think you can rinse it in water. The oil paintings, paints you can't. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it it, it, uh, sticking to acrylics for now until. Um, but it, 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 in uh, Pinellas Park, one day they had a used art supply uh, yard sale, which I thought was such a fantastic yeah, idea. Yeah, what a great I idea. Stuff that I bought that I don't like and I'm not going to use and I don't want to throw away. And I'm sure other people do. Yeah. Also, and I don't care if it's half used. If I give me something to try inexpensively and then if I like it, exactly. then I will commit to buying the art whole bottle. Art supplies is expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's really hard sometimes to like say like, I want to commit to this and then you not like it or it doesn't work out for you and you just have it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good, we should keep that going. That's a really good idea. So then how important is art to your life, especially at this, this time in your, your life? Um, I, I, it's one of the most important things to me. It's, uh, it's, it's one of the few ways I feel like I can relax. Okay. All right. I like that. Yeah. And I, I live a very full life. Yeah, because you said you're still working, right? Yes, still working, and I have two teenage daughters um, that are not yet driving, um, and then a husband that works full time, and and it's a I wouldn't say it's a well-oiled machine, but uh, it works. We we yeah we figured out. There's just a lot of lot going on. Nice. I imagine with two teenage daughters, it's not super simple. My dad had like there was he had four daughters. So wow. no, but they they I'm lucky because they're like the best kids on the planet. Aww, they're that's great, s- super smart and mature and self sufficient, and I can trust them um, with to make good decisions almost all the time. Aww, so you see that parents do you know they care. <laughs> it was really funny. He's like my dad was very very tough on us, and you know he was more readily always able to give. Um, 
us a compliment behind our back rather than in a sense sometimes to us Mm -hmm. and so we were always like yeah he's so tough on us man he never sees all the good we're doing and then someone will come around they're like do you know how much your dad loves you man like he's just saying you're the best there is and i'm like he does (laughs) notice (laughs) he does so um it's just it's always funny hearing parents talk about their kids when their kids are not in the room Mm -hmm. you know Mm because they're usually a lot more gentler on their kids when Mm -hmm. the kids aren't around Mm So then, what is the most tiring aspect about being an artist? Um, probably running the business part of it. I, I really enjoy doing the art. The business part of it doesn't bother me. It's just not as enjoyable. It's, yeah. It's more tiring. So, um, uh, you know, making the social posts and, you know, promoting yourself or... Um, I have a show coming up in Gulfport, and I'm really not looking forward to packing up my art and hauling it over there and unloading it and displaying it and then pe- repacking it up and then hauling it. So everybody needs to come and buy everything so that I don't need to haul it you back. You don't have to do anything. Right. <laughs> right. It, it's more of that, um, just the, the business side of it. The business aspect. And then, like, would you say that, like, social media has helped your art career? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as hard as it like can be to like do all that stuff in a, in a sense has helped yeah i, I mean I, I struggle with it because i am i am mostly in, an antisocial introvert mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's hard for me to put things out on social media mm-hmm. but i understand the importance of it yes but uh i i've only really sold a few pieces directly from social media um, but I think the more important social media aspect is when, um, like when we do gallery shows here mm-hmm. or when I have the show coming up in Gulfport, using social media to promote those things so yes. that people come into the live events. Yeah. And it's free, it's free advertising because it's just stuff that you're putting out there, you know, letting people know like where you're going to be and what you're doing and things like that. I think people forget how important that is because it's just, you don't have to pay anyone to do it. It's free for yourself. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. And, and fortunately there, uh, I, I have people around me that are better at social media thing mm-hmm. than I am. Like uh, my studio roommate next door, he's very good at it and will do a good job of helping to post, promote some of my work. And one of my daughters is, uh, I've turned my TikTok over to her. And yeah, because really she's, what it was, so. yeah, you have two teenage daughters. Those are yeah. the best people to utilize to help your social media and keep it cool, yeah. you know? Yeah. So like right there two two teenage daughters use use them you know i had to like ask my sister to like help me turn on the tv i don't know how to turn the TV you on know like i was just like she just has a different tv <laughs> and i didn't i had no idea what this remote looked like nothing and i felt so old i was like her friends don't think i'm cool at all like i ran in and i'm like i need you to help me turn on the tv and she's like in one second and her friends are like no go help her now and I'm just like, please, because I really want to watch something. I'm bored. But technology these days is wild. Um, would you say that your life impacts your art very heavily? Yes, because I, uh, I'll give you two answers. Yes, because it, it, uh, I paint from, from my soul. These are all parts of me and they're parts of my emotions. So it's, it's a, it directly impacts my art. And then from a, a less artistic answer it also impacts my art because it impacts the amount of time that I have available to spend on it which uh, is sometimes close to zero um, I'm fortunate enough to be here in the studio where I can be here late mm-hmm. at night 
and yeah. feel like I'm safe and you know not have to have to worry worry about anything and it's close to home so um, so a lot of times I'll come over here after dinner and use the late yeah yeah nice and and I'm it's better for me to paint when I have a a clear head so it's difficult for me to paint during the day if I have work things I need to tend to Mm -hmm. or errands to take care of because all I'm doing is thinking about those things so exactly the, the the late night part of it is and to have a supportive husband and supportive kids makes it easier for me to take off and do those things nice do you um does your daughters have any interest in art they do um one of them my older daughter she um she does a lot of great drawings um, nice and has done some she won't admit that she is an artist but it's it's in there mm-hmm. um and then my other daughter is uh does some art but lately uh she, she taught herself how to sew and not just so, but like last summer, which was the longest summer of everyone's life, yeah. um, she declared in August that she was going to make herself um, an 18th century replica French Renaissance costume complete with bustle and petticoat for Halloween. And I said, okay, whatever. And she took over the living room and um, used like table scraps and some couple things from Goodwill remnants of things and created this masterpiece that I'll show you pictures of and ever since then she's been creating like custom couture for herself and selling some of it and in the mi- and now is in the middle of um, recreating um, a Cinderella live action dress that is unbelievable that's wild so and a different kind of art self-taught Self-taught, yeah. It, the the French Renaissance thing, she didn't even use a, a pattern. That's, that's she just drew it out from herself. She she learned it all from TikTok and YouTube videos. Yeah, no patterns, no nothing. Just yeah, she used zip ties for the boning in the um, in the in the corset, and it's crazy. I'll show you the pictures. Dude, that's I mean that's crazy because that's not easy stuff. No. Especially to Jeez. learn from yourself, no pattern, no nothing. Yeah, this is a. Oh man, we're definitely gonna. This is holy the, the cow. Dress that she made. Yeah, dude, that's yeah. All awesome. the ruffles and these, the beads along the along the sleeve are from uh, a wedding pillow I made for a girlfriend twenty five years ago that was sitting in some box. Dude, that's great. You might have another like the next world famous fashion designer. Maybe, on your hands. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is you my Mother's Day know. present. She made me the skirt for Mother's Day. Oh, how cute. Yeah. And like, how important would you think that like gallery space and studio space is to you as an artist? Uh, Gallery space is critical. Uh, It's a place to show your work. Um, We're fortunate enough here to have a gallery there. Mm -hmm. Uh, That if you if you don't have access to something like that, then it becomes a little bit more difficult because. You need to schlep your art around to different shows and things, which is is fine. The studio space, um, well, for, for me, it's it's a, a game changer. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, a small house, and it gets smaller when there's four people and two cats in it. Yeah. And if I need a clear headspace to paint, then it's difficult to make it happen there. Um, 
I mean, most people don't have the luxury of a, of a studio space, and they're 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 very successful artists. They can yeah. find a small nook in your in your house or in your living room or your dining room. So, I guess it depends on the person and what you need in order to make it work. Yeah, I I imagine having a lot of these paintings in the house would not. Yeah, yeah. you know, I forgot about that too. You're right. So when I first started, the it. it like, I, like my kids are like you know they don't even care anymore I don't even know if they notice it but I'd be like you have to tell me before you have your friends over you can't just be people to because they, they may be okay with it but they may not be and I can move yeah. these things so yeah because my stuff can be a little bit controversial and you know kids parents come over to pick them up and they're it's all over the house yeah there's yeah I mean even too like you said you have two cats like they're always kind of worried maybe them like pouncing on the pictures yeah, there's just and cat hair everywhere that too you know yeah. so maybe that'd be really great if there's like little pieces of like cat hair in some of your paintings <laughs> there probably is <laughs> for like someone who like really loves cats you know right. they'd probably love that um so then how can we as a community support you more other than obviously just buying your work hmm um I think the community here does a fantastic job of supporting artists and drawing attention to the to the wonderful artists in the community. Um, I think the most important piece would be if there's something that they can do to make sure that studio spaces um, are affordable for artists. Um, that's really it. I mean, continuing to promote it. The city of St. Pete does a fantastic job. Yeah. I, I can't think of a community that is more supportive than it is here. Yeah. Yeah, just making sure that the, the rents stay affordable so that we can keep creating and keep selling and, and, and uh, you know, earn a living in this community enough to, to stay. To stay, yeah, to keep our artists local. Yes. You know, yeah, don't get can't, can't price us out of here. Yeah, because then they're all like gone, and I think that's what makes our community like so unique is we just have so many artists yeah. and creators in this community. Or you know, the the we end up having to price the work so high to, that the art becomes unaffordable. Mm -hmm. So I mean, personally, I like to price my art on the low end, so that people can take it home and enjoy it and yeah the even better gives me an excuse to paint more exactly. but if every Prius was paid was priced at a couple thousand dollars and up it, it not everyone can can own Afford that Afford that yeah that's that's like the the hard thing too is pricing your artwork at a thing that makes you like in a sense like you feel valued as an artist for your work but also where people are going to get it out there right because you don't want to price it too low you know but you don't want to price it too high and right. it's really hard finding that happy medium yeah and i don't know what the answer to that is no no, no. <laughs> i don't think anyone can mm -hmm. really really tell you what it is because it depends on people too right. you know like me you know as a 28 year old millennial you know i don't have a ton of usable income mm -hmm. um but if i find that i think the last piece we bought it was at the first uh mar market um and the mar is just kind of like a community co-op space and um they did their first market and there was this girl there she was 11 and she was selling her artwork mm -hmm. you know and there's like just like this little rainbow glitter piece and i was like you know what that's that's cute i was like let's let's buy that yeah, you know her. what i'm saying and, and support her mm -hmm. um but yeah she's just like 11 and she's just selling her her art, you know, and I was just like, you know what, I have a little extra money to spend. We're, we're going to grab that. Sweet. But then there, there's some days where I'm just like, man, I want that so bad, and I 
I I can't do it. <laughs> I can't, you know. I wish I had all the money in the world. I would just buy up all the art. Um, so then you'd have to buy more walls. <sighs> yeah, just I mean, I guess I'll just do what every other like person with a lot of money has and just have like ten houses, <laughs> you know, and just there you go. Which which house do I want to be in today? Which art do I feel like, you know? And that's where I'll go spend some of my time. Um, I don't I don't know what's the use of having so many houses sometimes. That would just be over- to hang more art. I guess I guess I guess that was why they have so many houses. I'd lose my mind. Um, if you had to paint one more painting, who would you give it to? Who would be the recipient of that piece of artwork? Um, I would either give it to Patty. I think that's her name at Pieces of a Dream Gifts on Central. Okay. Or to Rick, who had uh, Creative Souls Studios across from it uh, a couple years ago. It was a cafe that is no longer there. Because uh, when I went on my first exploration to find a place to, to mm-hmm. sell my art, because I needed to do something with it, um, I was in the, the Pieces of a Dream store, and she's she recommended to me, why don't you go talk to Rick across the street? And if if she hadn't said that, I wouldn't have gone there. Yeah. And when I when I went there and met with him, he was like the first person that believed in me and thought that my art was Aww. something worth showing. And I only had like maybe 10 pieces. And this must have been in September of one year and he said do you think you could have enough pieces to fill all of this by february and i said okay and so i painted a ton of stuff and that february he allowed me to be the artist showing in there uh, in the cafe for the month and that was the first time i ever felt like i was uh, an artist a real artist yeah and i sold a lot of art that month and and that that was a big deal yeah it's a, it's, like, it's a really validating feeling. Like someone loves your work enough to spend their hard-earned money on it yeah. and to go put it in their house where they're going to have to look at it every day. You know, like I, I think like non-artists, you know, like like they don't realize how validating that feeling mm-hmm. is, you know, like how awesome that feels mm-hmm. to have someone buy your work. Yeah, and then it was the two of them really that gave me the, any courage. I love that. Usually, you know, some people are like, oh, my family, you know, which is nice. It's wonderful. But I, I like hearing those answers because, you know, it does. Re- it reveals a lot. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks so much for talking to my us. Pleasure. I know you're busy creating these awesome pieces. And so to pull you guys away for just a little bit and talk to you is really great. Thanks. Thank, Thank you, you for the opportunity. Thank you. Thanks for listening, St. Pete. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can catch all the fun conversations we will have with our local artists and business owners. For some fun behind the scenes, follow us on Instagram at Good Morning St. Pete. We hope you all have a sunny day and remember to always stay super cool.